Good evening and welcome, welcome to today's podcast brought to you by Equine Devil's Advocate and thank you for joining us. And I would just like to say, of course, please do feel free at any time to use your keyboards, your phones, your tablets, your iPads or any device to get in touch. Your thoughts, feelings, experiences, opinions are, of course, all very welcome, as are likes. Don't forget, Podbean, Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, and our website, www.equinedevilsadvocate.com. And dare I say, yet another extraordinarily beautiful day. Glorious, warm, spring-like weather, full of sunshine. And what comes with sunshine? Well, nudity, of course, obviously, of the four-legged variety, not human. And I say, along may it last. And, yeah, the nudity too. Why not? Although today, two, not one, but two friends suggested there be another beast from the east shortly. Well, I personally choose to ignore that information. Let that information be a myth, I say. Anyway, back to today and today's podcast. We are, of course continuing with the story of the challenge, the challenge of revamping our quadrille formation display under the eagle eye tutelage of Captain Adam. But before we get back to the story, speaking of challenges, we were actually set a challenge over the weekend, a very interesting challenge. I would describe it as a challenging challenge and actually perhaps a bit of fun. It was rather like this. If you were given a sentence, could you, would you incorporate it into your podcast? I said, yes, I accept that challenge. And so we will. I will, provided the sentence submitted to the podcast is at least vaguely conceptual with the topic, I shall indeed incorporate it to the best of my ability into the podcast. So, if you wish to join in this little bit of fun, this little bit of mental literal challenge, you can, and please do, in two ways. A. Submit your sentence, statement, however you want it to be, to our Contact Us page, or even as a brief specialist topic. Something short and brief would be great, and I will accept the challenge to add it, incorporate it, into a relevant podcast. And, of course, we invite you to spot that sentence. See 
If you can recognise it, have a guess. Which part or which bit do you think it could have been? There are no prizes for guessing, but hey, you never know. Maybe in the future, we'll see how it goes. And of course, talking of spot, let's go back to resume the story. The story of Captain Adam, a military man of few words, and our quadrille team assessor, coordinator, and tutor. Oh yes, our at this point in time disassembled quadrille team. Oh dear God! And of course, how the days fly by. Saturday to the following Saturday seems though loads of time, loads and loads of time to get together, practice, grasp, and perfect, execute our beautiful, new, challenging routine. Well, one would like to think so, but. Perhaps that could not be the case. We had so hoped to, perhaps even just hopefully, master the walk tempo and formation before the return of Captain Adam. But as I said, the days flew by, and all we could manage was one midweek evening get together for only about. Forty-five minutes, purely due to school and activities, and oh, just ordinary non-horsey life in general, getting in the way. Would it be enough? Could it be enough to be brilliant by Saturday, or at least better, presentable by Saturday? That was the best we could hope for. But perhaps that one small session, probably. Was better than nothing at all. That being the case, we did in fact opt for. Let's just work on the walk, the formation of the walk, as all of us were actually completely blindsided, totally bemused and confused about the medium trot thing. Perhaps, with the exception of the pony Mary, the rest of us had no idea how. It had or hadn't happened. Plus, there was no one with bamboo to thwack to alight Justin's buttons. So no, we thought let's just start small. We'll start with the walk first. Now, as I've mentioned previously, Justin, the lovely Justin, was in fact a school pony, and was now very desired. By many for their lessons, it was of course the policy of our saddle club not to let the favourite horses and ponies, because there were more of them, bear the brunt of the workload, as of course they can become the victim of their brilliance and generosity. Then easily they become very jaded about their work. Now we discovered. That Justin had apparently, in the preceding few days, taken it upon himself to show all his lesson pupils how brilliant he was 
at this newfound, lengthening, extending, trot thing. This new exuberant movement that had been awoken in him, he apparently had been showing it off at every opportunity, whether wanted or unwanted, and much to the alarm of some. Consequently, on this particular midweek evening, he was knackered, tired, yawning, resting a back leg, and. Thoroughly, just ready for bed. So probably, just some walking would seem to be a very sensible option. We began in our Captain Adam formation, which was, of course, me in front, Mary directly behind me, then the yawning Justin, followed up by Spot. Now, technically. We were supposed to be starting in a straight centre line. We were to track right, then down the long side, all track right again. This would bring us in synchronicity back to the centre line. Then walk would become straight to collected canter, all at the same time. God knows how that was going to happen. Then, in collected canter, it would be another track right, leaving Spot in front and me at the back. Well, that certainly was not going to happen today. No, we were just going to start with the walk, which actually was a really vital part, as it was that walk. That would give us the synchronicity to get to the centre line at exactly the same time, in the right balance, for all of us to strike off in canter. So, there I was in front, my appointed position of being the regulator, the one to make the adjustment to the pace to suit the others. And then I hear Sam. Ah,、oh, come on, Justin, come on! A very different pony today from the one who found Mary's backside so enticing last Saturday. Spot at the back had not forgotten that altercation, and was still wanting absolutely no part in it. He was hanging back more than ever. From the slowing, lackadaisical Justin that we had today, Tasha on spot was getting increasingly more and more frustrated, and at this rate, Melanie and I would be on the centre line, ready to canter, while Sam and Tasha were still on the short side. You need to slow Tam down. Came the cry from Tasha. No, said Melanie. Then it's too slow for Mary. Well, I can't keep up like this. Came the response from Tasha. Justin's knackered, said Sam at the top of his voice and over the top of the twins arguing. He'd just as well be asleep. He exclaimed. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! On this particular evening. Tensions were very high. Frustration 
filled the air, and the thought of Captain Adams witnessing our progress nearly made our blood run cold. The mood and the atmosphere in the school darkened, and continued to become more intense, until an inspirational idea—a little pearl of hope. From an observing parent in the gallery, well, look. Why don't you put Spot in front, where he was before? Then that way he doesn't worry about Justin and Mary. Put Mary at the back, and Tam in front of Justin, behind Spot. And, of course, as children do, we all said, in our huffy, indignant voices. Because Captain Adam wants two grey ponies first. Did we sound a tad witchy and whiny? Well, probably truthfully, yes. A little temperamental, were we? Well, probably yes. Perhaps a little tired and hungry, a little attitudey. Oh, ab. Absolutely, yes. But now, would we, would we have behaved like this under the watchful eye of Captain Adam? Had he been there? No, I doubt it very much. So, anyway, after considerably more. Lamenting and whinging, begrudgingly and not ashamed to display our huffy attitudes, we tried it, and oh, hey presto, it actually worked. Spot was a great regulator of pace and tempo. He was no longer focused on becoming entangled with Mary's indignant squeals and Justin's lecherous looks. This revamping of position worked beautifully. Mary, behind Justin, could also keep the correct distance, and quite easily. And a new bottom for Justin to focus on, Tam's bottom, seemed to. Awaken him a little from his sleepy head, but what of our colour coding? Now we are again bay white, bay white. Captain Adam said we were to be white, white, bay, bay. Uh oh, who was going to tell him when he came on Saturday? I'm not going to tell him," said Melanie. "Nor me," I said. "Well." I'm not either," chimed in Sam. "Mum can do it. It's her idea anyway," Sam said. "Well, there we go. Problem solved. Only we actually neglected to tell Mum of her new responsibility to discuss colour coding with Captain Adam this coming Saturday.、Mm, I wonder how that would go down. Anyway." After a few more tries, and we did it. Success! We all, in perfect synchronicity, in the correct rhythm, hit the centre line at exactly the right moment for a canter strike off. Ta-da!
our mood lightened considerably. One of the twins ventured, "Shall we do it again and go for the counter?" To which, almost before she'd even finished asking the question, a resounding, loud "No" came from about three parents simultaneously, who had quietly gathered in preparation for collecting their children. "No, stop now! Whilst the going is good." In fact, I think, in hindsight. Looking back, the real message was probably more: I have had a long, full day too, and I would much rather drive home a relatively happy child rather than a huffy, petulant one. But it sort of comes out like this: No, no. Now you've all done really, really well, as have your ponies. They have learnt such a lot, and you have taught them very, very well. And it is very important to end on a good note. Well, hey, a light bulb moment. We have, haven't we? We have taught our ponies. My goodness, never actually thought about it like that. Well, actually, I feel a bit sort of. A bit proud now and a bit special, and I remember thinking, "Well, this must be the riding thing, as opposed to the sitting pretty thing that Captain Adam had mentioned last week." Wow, this is good. It's actually starting to make a little bit more, bit more sense to me now. Yes, this riding thing that he means is. Teaching your pony, good. Now I've got it. But then another fleeting thought came to my mind. What exactly did I teach him? Ooh, ah.、Uh. Hold that thought. Don't go there. That thought has the has the whiff of a self-generated gremlin. Don't do that. No, just stay with the original thought. I taught my pony really, really well today. So, all is right with the world. All is right in the world of riding and teaching our ponies for about oh, maybe an hour or so, and then on the way home, a doubt. A subtle, slow, encroaching thought, or is it? Or I still, actually, have no clue, no notion how to teach, how to even begin to teach my pony that lengthening, medium, extended trot thingy. Ah, oh no. What am I going to do? What can I do? Is there is there by any chance another angel out there who's going to walk into my life with the answer? Another Una with her brilliance and her pillows? Then it occurred to me there absolutely is. There really, really is. Her name is. Sandy, the gorgeous Sandy. Yes, 
first thing I'm going to do when I get home is phone Gudrun. And so, on that note, please do join us this coming Friday. And a question for you for this week: Do you, in your riding, after a lesson, or in teaching your horse or pony, do you continue to do what you have taught for the next subsequent days, or? Do you perhaps leave it and wait until the next time your instructor comes to help you, or do you find it benefits you to do both? Please join us at www.equinedevilsadvocate.com for your correspondence. We look forward to it. Choose your page. Hot stuff, biscuit. Koya, and until Friday, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, please do take care, and we will of course speak very, very soon.